Hi there. I just wanted to make you aware of something cool and new. If you go to duckfeed.tv slash shirts, you can see the new way that we're handling physical merchandise for the network. Uh, we're using a new provider uh, that doesn't require timed campaigns. And if you uh, go there, you can see like 25 designs that are up, um, including the old traps, snakes, and turtles, pillars, fake presidential uh, shirts, We've got the, a, new, a new kind of logo tee, and we also have uh, the Bonfire Side Cats, among with uh, logos and in-jokes from across the network. Uh, not just t-shirts, either. All kinds of apparel uh, for your torso area, and also mugs and posters and bunches of cool stuff. Uh, they're reasonably priced, and uh, we really think that you would enjoy these. So go to duckfeed.tv shirts. That'll take you over to our uh, tee public store. And uh, we hope you enjoy that. And if you have any ideas or requests or anything, go ahead and send them via the contact form. Thanks. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. If you seek pyromancy tomes, take this sage advice. The lands of the Lords converge upon Luthric, the home of pyromancy's drifts comparatively close as well. The place is called Isolith. Oh, how I wish to behold a primal pyromancy. Well, these are old tales. No one knows where the truth begins or ends. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Sean Wagner. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a grueling favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this week we are talking about the smoldering lake um, and the small non-area uh, that is within that called the Demon Ruins. Um, and uh, this is going to be fun. As you heard, we're joined by Sean Wagner, also known as the Lore Hunter, uh, returning from the Bloodborne season. Hey, Sean. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for uh, for joining us. Yeah, just uh, so for people, I mean, people who didn't listen to the Bloodborne uh, season, can you remind people how they might know you, what you do, kind of your relationship with the series? Sure. Uh, yeah, I um, for Bloodborne, I uh, started a lore blog. Um, uh, thelorehunter.blogspot.com, where I um I started off by writing my own like lore suppositions and stuff for Bloodborne, and that quickly became um a place to just collect lore that everybody was talking about. You know, a place to basically re repost videos and uh, re Reddit threads and stuff in a way of as a way of archiving. And I'm doing the same thing with Dark Souls Three, so um that's most likely where you know me. Um. At Lore Hunter on Twitter is probably where um, most people would have seen me previously talking to you guys or just mm -hmm. generally uh, soul stuff. Yeah, it's a really – if people who are listening don't know the the blog, it's a really nice aggregator uh, of stuff. It doesn't um, – because soul's lore and this thing we talk about a lot is kind of a collaborative aggregate process. Um, I know some people out there – I've read like Reddit posts or read a couple of treaties where people are just like, I don't want to hear anyone else's – <laughs> ideas on this um and i i feel like that's kind of defeating i like this as much more as a collaborative community kind of thing and your blog is a really good example of that 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, most of this stuff ends up kind of being scattered to the winds. Like you kind of have to catch it as you are, uh, as it's coming along. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so having somebody out there who, you know, who is working to kind of like get this and kind of like categorize it and, you know, put it in this, in this taxonomy is real, real useful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's what I'd be doing anyways, which is, you know, just a passion project. And I figure instead of having a thousand tabs, I may as well have my own little website where I, <laughs> I can also conveniently go to a place. So yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we know you want, we wanted to have you back uh, on the show, and I'm glad to have you uh, on this episode because uh, despite me and Sean being friends, there are a couple of things we disagree about, but this is <laughs> this is our common ground. So we're, we're breaking bread over the smoldering ruins of level design. Yes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, cool. Uh, what did we do last time? Well, previously we uh, we finished our explorations of the uh, of Irithil of the Boreal Valley and uh, and Orlando contained within and defeated Aldric, the Devourer of the Aldrich. Gods. People Aldrich. are gonna flip the fuck out. Yes, they are. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm making fun of them. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. You just make a choice. Um, yeah, but Aldrich, the uh, the the uh, kind of did both there. The Devourer of the Gods. Oh, now I'm in my own head. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> get me out of this nightmare yeah. Yeah. Um, um and we kind of gain definitive proof uh that the ground that we tread on is uh, at least partially built on the ruins of lordran or the land that was once called lordran right and so before we kind of go to these dungeons below irithil to get this other uh lord of cinder uh you know yorm who's uh hanging out down there um in perhaps another part of lordran uh we Kind of, uh, we're going to go back a ways um, and find out what burns beneath the catacombs of Carthus, um, kind of on Irithel's doorstep. Yes, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's it's weird, right? So the way that um, I mean, it's it's even less clear than in Orlando um, what exactly this is because you have to paint a really firm convergy wordy brush over mm -hmm. things to make this. Right. Like right. this is yep. full of callbacks uh, to Dark Souls one. This is clearly the seed of the, the demons. Like there's yep. not, you know, there's not really an alternative to that, but it doesn't match the layout. It doesn't look like an actual exact, you know, it doesn't match up one to one right. to anything. So it is convergy worginess is it in place, you know, to uh, to demon ruins, to Isleth and to Ash Lake, uh, which <laughs> yes. we've seen before. Yeah, it, it is that. And then also. I feel like it's one of those places where when I think about it too long, assuming that this landscape is abstracted starts to become very confusing at the same time. Like, was this actually above this or did they just converge this way? Like I, this area in particular just gives all sorts of problems when you're trying to think of where <laughs> it actually might fit somewhere. So Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of holistically doesn't fit. Right. Uh, yeah. Like and any way that you can evaluate a dark souls area um so either from kind of like a lower connection or a design perspective or spatially or anything like that like none of the ways does it fit um right. and that's uh, why like I, I think it's the worst area in the game um <laughs> it's just... and 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 really low on the worst areas in the series. Like, I yeah. think this is pretty bad. Yeah, it really sticks out yeah. like a sore thumb. I mean, like, if we are to assume, you know, that different areas are over top of different places at different times, you know, at some point, Carthus was over top of this. And there was nothing that even looked like a desert or like a low-lying desert kind of place, you know, that was kind of over what this would have kind of feasibly been. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, so lore-wise... Um, you know, we know a couple of things. Uh, like as I mentioned before, uh, this is the the 
seat of of the demons and what we are walking through once we get below uh, the smoldering lake is the kind of remnants of their civilization or whatever it is. Right. Um, you know, we know the um, I don't think I think we find items here. I don't think it's on the demon soul we found before. Um, but the first fl- the chaos flame is fading. Right. Uh, um, you and get the demons it from, are a dying race. Yeah. You learn that by looking at the uh, the um, demons soul. Um, is it the demon soul or the king? Yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't get it from the king demon. So even before this point, we knew that the chaos flame was dying out. Mm-hmm. And here is the evidence of such. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, whether or not this is the exact same, I think the most charitable kind of thing you could say is that maybe this is like Irithyll was, and this could have just been some part of this place that we didn't see before. However, it doesn't bear any of the same architectural or architectural hallmarks of um you know uh, anything that we saw previously and so this whole kind of convergence thing even still doesn't really kind of explain the configuration and why stuff ended up here because like this is a real this is a real mis- mismatch of a bunch of stuff from from the first two games like the stuff from dark souls 2 at least items wise ends up down here in a real confusing way yeah it, yeah it's, <laughs> it's a mess because when you say the um architecture thing like I'm, I'm 100% convinced this is supposed to be a representation of the Demon Ruins or Isolith from Dark Souls One. Right. Like I don't think that's really up for debate. What it, the weird missed opportunity though is that like, for all people hate Isolith, one thing it had going for it is a really strong sense of architectural identity. <laughs> identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. was it was patterned after a real place, and it had a it had that kind of uh, verisimilitude to it uh, that this totally lacks because they just wanted to do. You know, like with the worst will in the world, you can think of the catacombs of Carthus as like Dark Souls 3's chalice dungeons. And then you move <laughs> down here and it's like cha- out chalices the chalices. Like it's just hallways. There's no there's like almost no architecture at all, let yeah. alone like a, a you know, a, a clashing one. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 awful. Yeah, because I, I don't I think possibly Miyazaki wasn't super happy with the exact representation. Like he thought the architecture used in Dark Souls one was a little bit too close. But I I just disagree. <laughs> if, you know, I think he I think if he felt that way it was a mistake to retcon the architecture. It's you know, like I learned I learned about I can't even remember the name of the temple or whatever now. Anchor but Watt. I, I yeah, I I learned about I'm an architect, so I've spent a lot of time looking at different types of architecture and this this is absolutely the worst architecture in this place. <laughs> and it's even copied almost directly just from the catacombs of Carthus, which is confusing. Like, it's just so bland. Yeah. Like, it feels like they are uh, like, uh, they took prefab parts from Carthus and then just mm-hmm. kind of, like, slightly adjusted the textures and the lighting. It just it, feels like a recolorized version. It was yeah. like it was built in the uh, base crafting engine from Fallout 4. <laughs> like, it, it's really just like hallways and, and joints. The the weird thing, too, um, is on a meta level, if you were going to really phone it in on one of your, like, callback areas, why would you choose the one that was universally reviled and hated <laughs> and, like, brought up as evidence of Dark Souls 1 being, you know, unfinished and kind of bad? Like, and that's me saying that as somebody who kind of likes Isolith. Like, I've mm-hmm. never jumped on that train you know, I don't hate the demon ruins in, in Dark Souls 3 or Dark Souls yeah. 1. I don't hate the demon uh, Isolith in Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not my favorite, but I don't think they're egregious. But why would you take this thing that everyone agreed uh, or 90% of people agreed was absolutely awful and then just totally just throw everything in the wall and not put any... It feels like a real like lack of care uh, put into <laughs> yep. this. It just It's a weird choice. Yeah. And it just makes me want some care and attention to be paid to the chaos 
<laughs> like to which, anything. Which is, yeah, has been, has been such a like it also ran like the the last like you know the Fair Lady in Dark Souls one is cool. Ingi uh, is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and then from that point on, it's like, oh, I mean, uh, the stuff that shows up in Dark Souls 2, the um, oh, that, that's fantastic. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that's that's it's so weird, you know, for all uh, we get, you know, shit about White Knighting Dark Souls 2 for all of like the kind of fan reaction to it. Dark Souls 2 treated that idea so much better than this does. Right. Like the yeah. part of this it dying out is is fine. Um, and actually, you know, if something works in here, that's what works. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they had an area um, where I mean, we'll we'll get to this, this kind of like Monday morning quarterbacking. But the way that my perfect uh, demon ruins or smoldering rake lake in uh, in Dark Souls three, uh, not the smoldering rake. That's a, a, a <laughs> oh, that lady killer. novelty weapon. Yeah, that's a weapon you can get. Um, it's similar to the nail bat and the uh, tennis racket. Uh, and stuff. Um, it has no no slots, but you can. It has a lot of base damage. The um, <laughs> but in, the way that I would reform the the smoldering lake in this area is have no enemies mm-hmm. because it's a dying culture, right? Like, but instead they just jam like it's full of enemies. It's mm-hmm. one of the most enemy dense areas in the game. Uh, enemies that don't yeah. make any sense and are a huge pain yeah. to fight. There's there's none of that. We talk about that that really infamous that like interview that launched a thousand uh, like you know fans. That whole idea of this like quiet dignity to to Miyazaki, to his dying civilizations and stuff. And there's none of that on offer here. This is a very undignified area. Yeah. You know, um, it bums me out because I would have <laughs> liked to have seen a dignified end to this kind of already, you know, what's kind of a weird side path to dark souls anyway, you know, the demons and the chaos has never been 100% explained, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, this, it should be treated better than this, I think. Yeah. Yep. I'm also bummed that it uh, kind of takes the promise of, you know, returning to Ash Lake, which is an area that I really, really enjoy, and then also doesn't do much with that either, yeah. um, especially it, thematically. Yeah. yeah, it looks worse than Ash Lake, too. Like, I, I'm totally on board with uh, the the opinions you've expressed about. I just loved that, like, simple landscape, but it was so evocative, and I was just looking at a side-by-side picture, mm-hmm. and Smoldering Lake, it's some, it, it looks worse than Ash Lake. It takes away all like the visual impact that yeah. I think Ash Lake had. So. It's, uh, it's kind of muddled and sickly, mm-hmm. um, as opposed yeah. to being like stoically inert. And so, yeah. like, you know, the name of this is, is feels kind of important to me, or at least it could be. You know, the idea of something that's smoldering, it's burning and making smoke. Um, without making any kind of flame, like something that is smoldering is on its way to just being ash, right? But there's nothing that actually like confirms any kind of intention behind that etymology, you know, yeah. or links those ideas, which is which is kind of a bummer to me. Well, and yeah. there's so the the way that the reason why ash like I'm not as big an Ash Lake head as you are, mm-hmm. one of the you know the uh, whatever you you people call yourself, <laughs> whatever the the Ash Lake fandom community uh, calls itself, but I like Ash Lake, and the two things I like about Ash Lake is. Uh, as much as there's not a lot of complexity to the kind of lore or the story behind it, it's, you know, this is like the, it's like you found something ancient and kind of primeval is mm-hmm. what it feels like, yeah. you know, like you found this base of the world, this base of the story kind of thing. So that's one. Uh, there's none of that here. There's no feeling that you are even arriving somewhere significant to this. Um, two, Ash Lake has a couple of enemies in it, but they're, they feel naturally occurring and they're like quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not a combat encounter like there's that Hydra, which even that feels like a weird kind of afterthought, Yeah. you know, like that. And this they just kind of said, like, oh, people will get bored if we don't make this challenging. Let's ramp it up to 11, um, as opposed to a couple of those like 
you know, running into the clams in, in Ash Lake, it's like, oh, these things just live here. <laughs> There's two of them. They're friends. Like, you know, they live in two respective little pits kind of far away from each other. Blah, 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 um, here it's just like, I don't know, crabs, like there's, there's no, there's no quiet to it. It's, um, even just like evidenced by the fact, as soon as you walk into it, you get hit by a gigantic garish fucking crossbow. <laughs> like it is, it is a, this is a fuck you to you, Cole. Like this is your personal fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're like, Ash Lake, it sucks now. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Um, yeah well let's explore exactly why it sucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, um, we, we we can build a really compelling case i think we've made our opening argument yeah yeah so uh, <laughs> the, the way you get down uh is kind of cool like the way this is hidden i actually like oh yeah because yeah. that yeah. that skeleton easter egg from uh the catacombs of Carthus episode serves double duty like it's fun <laughs> to dump a bunch of skeletons but then you know a ladder is just a bridge you haven't met yet <laughs> As the old saying goes, um, so you can you can knock down the bridge and use that as a ladder. Yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, and you can either use that as a ladder or ride it down. So, don't yep. be a chump. Ride the ladder. I, I was assuming. Oh yeah, yeah. I was assumed you <laughs> yeah. would you would die if you were on the ladder when it fell. No. Yeah, that's that weird. That you sense, but you take some damage. Yeah. It's not that big of a fall. I knew you could fall down there, especially with the cat ring, mm-hmm. if you grab that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love an idea, the the idea of an of an area that you can discover accidentally. I mean, it's a little bit like um, Great Hollow, right? Where mm-hmm. you will get this and just if you have an errant swing or if you're just kind of testing walls, like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Yeah. But um, down here, you kind of get to this lower section of the uh, of the catacombs and things start kind of like heating up the kind of color of the light and the environment kind of changes. And we get to this kind of big, you know, set piece battle that says, OK, demons are down here, um, by which I mean, we have another one of our stray demons like we found at the uh, uh, undead Berg um, and a little bit like the one at the top of uh, Ferret's Keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually really like this encounter uh, just because. You get the every no, nobody likes the demons. Um, so other things, you know, there's a little skeletons in the room, past him, skeletons, little raises you get down there, and then a mimic in this room, and everything will fight the demon, yeah. um, which is pretty fun. <laughs> did you discover that naturally, Sean? Like, did did, did that happen for you? Yes, I, yeah, actually. So yeah, I rode I rode the the bridge down, and uh, yeah, I just uh, I. I, I wondered what would happen because I saw like I was patrolling around and I saw as a mimic and I, I just I just whacked it and I started <laughs> running away as normal with the demon and everything there. And yeah, they all just went right in on that demon and I, I love I love that stuff. I love when enemies fight each other because it just automatically pulls you in and makes you feel like stuff is going on and it doesn't necessarily care if you're there or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It makes the world feel really alive. Yeah. I when mean, that when that happens, I really like it. Happened too. in Doom, you know, like it yeah. is it it is a tried and true kind of device mm-hmm. to use. Um, these these uh kind of pre existing parts. Man, that mimic wrecks shop against that <laughs> against that demon. Really fun to watch him fight. The, the <laughs> most times that I've done it, the mimic wins. Um, so I guess I've done it three times. Two times the mimic won. Uh, the third time the demon won just by spamming uh, area effect. Um, so yeah, he just wasn't I don't know if it was a, a change in the like, calibrations like a change of the damage values or if it just was a coincidence but, <laughs> um, but the the mimic succeeds despite having no like preservation instinct mm-hmm. like it'll yep. just like do his lanky attacks and not make any effort to dodge man how when you say preservation instinct what if you were watching this fight and the mimic like backed away and drank an Estus <laughs> can you imagine the lore explosion <laughs> the whole community freak out <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the only equivalent that can be is uh, people watching for celebrity deaths, and then uh, the rush of uh, the rush of activity that happens to go and change the entire Wikipedia to past tense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that mimic has a, a, a katana in it, and it's, uh, it's Lord Wolner's katana. I, I it's not. Uh, it's it's wielded. By, it's a, a short katana wielded by a swordsman and distinguished guest. Ah, okay. Sure. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's, uh, I, the reason why I know that is because I switched to this in my unending search in my current <laughs> game to find a weapon that has any amount of effic efficacy at all. <laughs> um, so I've switched from the, the Henri's sword that they made suck to a scythe that wasn't good enough at all, um, after buffing. And then now I'm using the black blade. Mm. Um, so yeah, it is a, a guest that we don't know much about. Um, the, uh, the mad warriors in dark souls Two use, uh, a weapon that's very similar. Hmm this but yeah 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 but uh down a ways passage there's a bonfire and um things are starting to look just uh just a little bit familiar and they're starting to like um really like light up a flare with the item placement because we find the old sage's uh, blindfold and also hey, hey it's the witch's ring mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah now with now with do stuff <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yes, they're really signaling that uh, yes, this is a swampy pyromancy kind of place. And when you step out, you look down on this, you know, really sickly gigantic lake with these pillar trees. Um, it kind of looks like Isolus spilled out into Ash Lake. Yeah, my first my first impression was, you know, obviously it's going to turn. But when I first saw this, I was like, oh shit, this looks awesome. Like because <laughs> it's just it's it's just that. Um, you know, connection where your brain has that familiarity, but it's different and you're just like, oh, what's going on? And it's exciting. And that drains <laughs> away in about five seconds. But <laughs> yeah, I found this before I found uh, Irithal and uh, yep, Interlando and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came to this uh, after after that, but I still I had a similar experience to Sean where I was into it at first. Oh, yeah. Like when I kind of put it together, I was like, oh, this is a big, you know, big ugly lava lake um and then i was like oh cool this is probably ash lake and my thought was um oh everlasting dragons mm -hmm. like i'm yep. gonna go down here and this is gonna be where like that dragon that was this weird anomaly that was alive in dark souls one that chekhov's dragon is finally gonna breathe fire you know <laughs> you can't have a dragon in, in act one that doesn't breathe fire by act three um, and thought that was going to happen i did not really expect it to be connected to the demons right at this point um despite fighting a demon right a second ago because <laughs> you know i fought one on the bridge we fought one in the undead settlement like demons are just around um you know without significance like the one in the undead settlement i still don't really know why that's there you know so there's a demons don't always signify things and yeah. uh so yeah i was pretty convinced i was heading to dragon town um but sad sadly no it's um, uh it's kind of ridiculous yeah. how long i tried to hold on to hope that it would that, that it would turn <laughs> you know it's just a little airborne it's still good it's still yeah. good yeah yeah um so as yeah. soon as you you get down like this reverie like your time to think is interrupted kind of immediately by the game <laughs> um because uh there's a gigantic uh Avalon by way of Latria crossbow machine, uh, just raining down shit on your face mm -hmm. uh, from above. <laughs> yep. Um, and if you're having flashbacks to the uh, to the undead settlement or any other place where the giant's arrows would uh, would hit you and then just completely interrupt the entire flow of what you're doing, um, yeah, that's it's kind of the same thing. 
I, I like the Giants arrow. Like I had I had fun in the Undead Settlement with the Giants arrows because there's sort of a game of getting the other enemies killed, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed that. But this is uh, three of them, and so <laughs> I, it's just uh, just hor- it just uh, it's just not fun. And any um, any way you could use that practically really doesn't exist, and it di- or it didn't exist for me very well. I know what. I think you're supposed to do with it, but I could never get it to work. So yeah. the stakes are so high to kind of depend on that tracking because mm-hmm. really the only things that you're going to fight down here out here in the open are things that can really, really, uh, um, wreck you up. You know, we have yep. these crabs and then over on the far side, we have this, uh, you know, gigantic writhing worm. And then a couple of places where we can alter the world geometry, um, in <laughs> minor or semi minor ways. Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, crabulons and wormulons, and then because this is just a big flat area, yeah, um, similar yeah. to a you know a standard Dark Souls big flat area. So we're not really talking about rooms or individual encounters. It's kind of like those two enemies. Uh, you can go either way. Right. Um, so the the crabs, which kind of litter to your right when you first come down here, um, which I really feel like a a real randomly placed enemy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why you might want to go here. Uh, and deal with them is one uh, to get lots of large shards, a large shard sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you, you head over here and then the, uh, they have a chaos gem, which you can get if you'd like as well. Right. Um, um, otherwise really the only difference that I noticed is that they're kindled. So these are um, the unkindled crabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is up with that? That Like all the enemies <laughs> in this place are like glowing and I'm, it's like, well, I get <laughs> that effect. <laughs> <laughs> that means something in this game, though. You can't just apply it randomly. Like, it doesn't. Uh, they're they're going on their own little quest. They're doing crab souls uh, in the background, and where that one that we, was in the skeleton ball was the main character, and we killed it. Uh, so, but yeah, time for crab over here. <laughs> yep. Um, but otherwise, this is uh, you know, aside from the fact the fact that there are so many of them, this is actually kind of an easy place to fight them. Um, once you turn off the uh, um, the Avalon, mm. um, just just yeah. because it's the most wide open and uh, you have the most kind of like ability to uh, to kind of maneuver them around with their uh, big yeah, charges. Yeah. yeah. Did um, you know? I just saw um, Zoe Koikum did a new video too. Do you know these things can be parried? No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't done that. It's pretty cool. Like I, I think that's very funny. <laughs> Do you parry their business uh, claw or their pleasure claw? I believe that you parry uh, their business claw, and then later you parry their pe- pleasure claw. If okay. You, if the old uh, euphemism holds true. <laughs> um, but yeah, the idea of parrying a uh, a crab is very funny to me. Um, so th- I mean, that's what they're over there. There's some treasure. Um, you can get the uh, speckled stone plate ring, yep. which you have to break a wall. Mm-hmm. That's there. Um, that is like the little bit of resistance to everything yeah. ring. Yeah. Uh, and then over by our uh, Wormulon, we find the Shield of Want, which is just straight up Vendrick's sword. Or not sword, his shield. Sorry. <laughs> it's what, nothing is what it seems. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, yeah, we find uh, we find Vendrick's uh, shield over here, and we fight the gigantic worm, the Karthus Sandworm. Right. Over here, um, which is kind of like a mini boss. Which people have seriously asserted is Solaire. Oh my god! Yeah. When I saw that, I started like I was like, "Should I shut down my blog? I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if I should continue this." So, uh, the, 
I yeah, mean, I, if you if if you uh, 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 switch the focus over and make it pretty soft, there is a line of antecedents there because oh, the bad end for Solaire, or not the bad end, but you know, one of the endings for Solaire is to be infested by one of these little larvas that possibly could have mutated him up to something like this. He does drop a uh, he does drop a lightning based miracle when you kill him, and also he mm-hmm. uses lightning attacks. However, that is goofy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, only, there's only three elements in the game right like everything that's lightning can't be related to solaire yeah yep. you know but like okay. uh i i believe that he's the soup more than i believe that he's the worm and i don't believe <laughs> yeah. he's the soup <laughs> like that makes more sense to me yeah yeah um, but that that's a very prominent theory though like if you search on the subreddit and you search for karthus worm or whatever um it's there's multiple posts with hundreds of upvotes <laughs> talking about Solaire yeah. being the worm and I just I just don't understand. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me if it makes any amount of sense. I reject it for being too stupid. Right. Like yeah. it, it is too that is too silly and dumb and if that is the case then somebody at from really hated Solaire because not only did they take <laughs> away his kind of place in the lore that everyone builds but they said like hey this guy that you thought was Gwyn's firstborn not only is he not firstborn he's not even human you know <laughs> yeah. he's 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 this like this beast right um, yeah and but there's, there's no like he had a worm on his head but there's nothing that suggests that mutates you right or anything there's nothing there like yeah 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 so so you know i don't i don't mean to like laugh you know at at, at something but it is silly it's too goofy like this is solar's kind of too important for them to just kind of like you know railroad him like that it feels like to me at least in my mm-hmm. gut and it's kind of hard for me to, to to think that people who are upvoting those or kind of putting this forward or really kind of hitting it aren't doing it ironically like i could see that in the same breath as like oh solar is harambe yeah yeah that's him that's the hard part of finding uh, good lore stuff is they will you will get upvotes for things that are more meme worthy than anything else yeah Yeah. it's it's just a real it's a stretch because it's you know it's the same way that uh, human facial recognition works or the same way that you see things in the dark you know like there isn't a conclusive answer as to what solaire is so everything that has you know there's 40 percent evidence for ends up being you know confirmed right um (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, this is an intense fight, though, um, if you decide to kind of take him on. Um, I think he looks impressive. Um, he's very mm-hmm. daunting. He's gigantic when you get up close to him and he moves very, very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, lightning is an uncommon element, so you're probably not kind of spect to, you know, either absorb this or um, not not absorb. But you know what I mean? Uh, deflect it. Yeah, resist it. There we go. Um, and so, like, if you're going to take this on in earnest instead of just avoiding it. Um, you know, you are in for a bit of a struggle. Um, the quickest way to cheese it, though, is to lure some of these arrows down and try and have that hit this thing. Yeah. yeah. It's not a, if you fight it fair, it's not a good fight because it does the same thing uh, that the, like any of the enemies that charge do, where like I'm not really touching, they, they're not going through me, but there's an area effect to their charge. Mm hmm. Um, to where if you're staying next to the worm and attacking it, when it decides to burrow um, into the ground or up out of the ground, there's kind of an area effect that doesn't even have a particle effect. There's mm-hmm. just, you get hurt if you're next to it when it does this. Um, you don't have to be even really touching it. If you're just close enough, yep. you get hurt when that happens. And so you end up doing a lot of kind of cheap hit and run kind of things. Mm-hmm. And if you're fighting it fair, you're not trying to make the arrows hit it. You're still going to get hit by arrows during the fight, <laughs> um, which is extremely not fun. If, you know, with the best will in the world, the way that I think that the 
because right behind this guy is the boss. Like we didn't <laughs> say that, but like the boss of this area is right behind this guy. You can just run right to the boss and then, you know, take care of it and then ostensibly have done the area. You missed a lot of stuff, but like the boss is right there. Um, <laughs> the idea is between the uh, Avalon and the worm, it's discouraging you from going from the boss and searching for that back way around, right. um, which you can you can find over in Crabtown. <laughs> um so yeah i don't know that that's actually the case mm -hmm. uh, but that's what it feels like to me yeah and you know just because i have to make a choice on how to kind of structure these notes i kind of assumed or uh worked from the idea that people would not find the uh the the floor that would break and instead it took us into the bonfire that is at the front of the demon mm -hmm. ruins yeah yeah yeah, which, which is also fine i mean just having the boss be a last but just know that you can walk over and take it <laughs> uh if you want to <laughs> no which um yep. yeah the uh the lightning miracle that you actually get from this guy this lightning stake uh explicitly talks about a uh, miracle of the old dragon slayers um solaire's not explicitly a dragon slayer like he uses <laughs> lightning but he's not that's not solaire come on guys he, he throws the lightning spear <laughs> which gwyn <laughs> threw to kill to kill dragons that's exact. That's one stretch too many, though. You, you, you can draw a line, but you can't jump over it. It's not, uh, it's not that, that Cracker Barrel game. I'm, I'm, you know? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying what I see. Yeah, no, I know. That's why, that's why people think so. But, like, mm -hmm. a, a, the practices of ancient dragon slayers, to me, does not point to Solaire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Anywho. It's a, it's a kind of cool uh, miracle, though, because you uh, kind of, like, place down a stake, and it does, like, an area effect. I'm not sure yeah. how effective it is against actual dragons in the game. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> because My those, miracle build sucks. Fly. Like, <laughs> lightning sucks in this game. Don't use it. Miracle suck. Yeah. Uh, other than Dorhi's Gnaw, which is good. But. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like Gary said, you can go directly into this. I'm going to save the boss uh, for the end because I want to have some kind of climax. Because this <laughs> is, it's, it's a weird structure where you can just beat the boss halfway through. Yeah, and still have yeah, more area afterwards. That's one of the worst parts. Like, all, all, we we've we spent all the time so far talking about how much it just doesn't make sense from like a story and lore and just geography sense. But in in a game that I think has a lot of like my favorite levels and perhaps the series, like really top level level design, sometimes it stumbles and it stumbles hard here because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I don't know why you would. Like, because that was the big turn for me. I was holding out for this area until I got to what I would consider the end. And the end is the equivalent of flipping off a light switch. And <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just super weird to beat a boss like five minutes into the level because just with the type of player I am, I took out the worm, I beat the boss, and then I continued forward. And it just made the pacing like... Yeah, you wouldn't structure yeah. your show like this. Why would you structure a level in the game like this? So... It's really anticlimactic. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it is. It's like there's no that turning off a light switch is that's a perfect way to put it because that's exactly what it feels like. Oh, you mean I'm going to get rid of this hazard for this area I'm never going to come back to? Like, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's just being polite. It's yeah. turning it off for the next person. It's the same thing as like turning off the light when you leave the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's not that shouldn't feel like that doesn't feel good. <laughs> well, you're saving them on their arrow bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um yeah i mean hopefully they got a tax rebate from the government for doing those uh fuel efficient arrows yep um oh man at least they're not getting subsidies where they get money for every arrow they don't fire that's yeah, lazy yeah that's, that's lazy ballistic. get back to the chaos standard <laughs> uh, yeah so uh 
this this they so you actually go down to the ruins. You either go through the bonfire or you can fall through the floor in Crab City, uh, as we mentioned. Um, this is kind of hard to discuss as a level as well, though, because it is a lot. It's a maze. Um, it's a lot of very same looking corridors uh, that looks a lot like how chalices are hard to discuss on a room by room basis. Um, you can kind of there are a couple yeah. of specific encounters and set pieces, but most of it is just, you know, hallways with two, you know, two branches at the end. One goes to an empty room. One mm-hmm. continues on, you know. Yeah. And sometimes sometimes there's a hole in the floor that leads to a lower level. Yes. It feels very D&D in like a bad way to me. Like yeah. old D&D modules with no sense of ecology or or structure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, done on graph paper. <laughs> yeah, the whole I mean this was 100% done on graph paper. Yeah. The graph paperiest <laughs> level that we've ever seen. <laughs> Again, outside of the chalices. <laughs> I'd say even more that like chalices oh, wow. had round rooms though. Oh, okay, true. You know, like th- this is just this is just blocks. Mm, yeah. Like it's a, it's a it's like a um it's not even like a doom map. It's like a Wolfenstein map. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's bad. And the main room, I was watching a Dave Control video earlier, and the only bigger rooms that you go into, for the most part, on the top level, they are actually 100% lifted from Karthus. It's the same place. They yep. just changed these. It's So it's like, what did you actually design for this area? It's, it's a question of why, I mean, to be harsh, it's a question of why you even made this place if you were going to put so little effort into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, because it's just corridors, so I'm not really sure. Just disappointing. And so the the argument that I could see is, okay, we we wanted to fit Isolith somewhere into this, and we had these items that you know needed to fit into the world, and maybe this possibly links to some other flames we're going to find somewhere. Like that is incredibly tenuous, but again, we're just Mm -hmm. kind of saying saying this for funsies. Even still, don't (laughs) like what we find here doesn't shed a tremendous amount of light. You know, it doesn't no. it doesn't feel useful or functional on a really broad like, you know, for for as unsatisfying as it feels within the walls of this, like you leave here saying, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it, it's it's exactly like, I mean, I don't know this to be true, but to we me, it feels like um, the urge like I think that once in Dark Souls three, when they decided to start uh, wrapping up loose ends from Dark Souls one. Like then, then it became a question of contrast. Like Dark Souls One, having a couple mis- like having a bunch of mysteries was fine, but once one of them is solved, like oh, we wrapped up the loose end of Gwen's Nameless. That's just the example I'm using. There are other ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what what about the demons? Like what about this? What about this? And it just became this snowball thing where everything kind of has to get a turn on the merry-go-round, <laughs> you know? Um, yep. And it feels like this kind of came at the end. Like oh, we got to do something with the demons. That was a part of this game that we made that like we're closing every. <laughs> uh loop on from the first game yeah. like we can't it would be weird if we just left them out yeah and yeah. and they just didn't have the either interest or time to make it good you know like i don't even i mean i don't we'll get to it if, if you've got ideas on it cool i don't think this relates to the profane flame hmm. i mean um, i, I want to talk about that when we get to the profane flame yeah like when we actually get over there you you never played uh metal gear solid 4 gary but this no, is I, it, I it's started it, playing it and then did like a bunch of read a bunch <laughs> about it Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, but but I mean, this this does a bunch of the same stuff where it's really, really kind of stretching to tie up all these loose ends around a thing that just got way too flabby for them to actually like make those ends meet, you know? Yeah, and so like that, I like, just the, the the at its worst, and you know, here it really is kind of at or near the bottom, you know, it is it is a, a <laughs> an even less successful version of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, really I weird think, when think... we run into this stray demon that has always had diarrhea, and then the game expects <laughs> us to care about him. <laughs> yeah, 
Like he's yeah, got I, lava shits constantly. And <laughs> what were you gonna say, Sean? Yeah, I just I I think yeah, like like you're saying this this whole storyline with the demons and cancer. I'm like, I like that stuff, and I even like them dying out. But it was literally done more successfully in an item description. Like mm-hmm. I don't, oh, I, yeah. don't I, don't, I don't yeah. That, that was the best part of all this, and it doesn't even take place in this area. The most successful demon encounter is on a bridge in in the undead settlement. So, yeah, yeah that, that would have that would have answered the question on its own. You know, <laughs> yeah. like like you know, it's like oh, this is the last one. It's been wandering like Cain, and now we're going to put it out of its misery. Then there's this kind of sense of sadness, like oh, I just caused a, you know, an eradication of a people. Like I didn't mean to, but the, I didn't even know I was doing it because I always saw these as enemies. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even though I guess you ultimately do commit like demon genocide uh, by moving through here, like you can kill the last demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, then the main thing in these big semi corridors, the main uh, kind of distinguishing feature is uh, dead corpses of demons we fought before. Um, Capra upon Capra upon Capra. <laughs> dozens and dozens of dead Capras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's striking it's, uh, at first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting because they turn to stone, right? And so I see the guys laying on the ground. That makes sense. But then there's also like statues and I couldn't help but shake. I was like, did they stand there until they turned to stone or did they make statues? And then when they die, they also turn to stone. <laughs> what, what if that's the way that sculptors trick uh, <laughs> demons into making statues? They like ask them to stay still and then like <laughs> pretend to start sculpting something until the one that stayed still turns into a statue because the chaos flame is dying <laughs> and then just swap them. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, there, there are statues and the ones that are dead on the ground aren't fleshy. Like no. they don't have the same color palette as Capra demons. Like they have turned to stone as well. Yeah. We know, and we know from the bridge demon that demons as the chaos flame leaves, that's what happens to them. Yeah. They, they, they kind of dry out. Yeah. They, they kind of desiccate and petrify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we are introduced to the primary enemy of this area, which is Gru. Um, yeah. <laughs> all of our old Gru friends are back, uh, which <laughs> were not friends with me. Um, and then we're introduced to a new Gru, uh, the smoldering Gru here, these extra guys who, um, like the thing about the Gru being here is like, we, nothing we know about the Gru makes sense with them being here. Like the Gru aren't, you know, they look a little demon-like. However, the Gru are explicitly descendants of the settlers of Farron Keep. Right. Uh, Farron Keep is where the, you know, the, uh, the Abyss Watchers are. It has to do with like Artorias's legacy and everything has nothing to do with demons. Like those demons, like in the abyss, would never have never really gelled together in the series. So why are there enemies that are related to, you know, Darkroot and related to to Artorius and uh, the abyss in this area that is explicitly about chaos and demons? Yeah, drives me fucking bonkers. <laughs> like I hate <laughs> yeah. that these guys are here, uh, and I hate fighting them. Yes. like the new ones they introduce suck. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're really deadly. Um, kind of, just in terms of the uh, the fireballs that they that they can throw, and because this is mostly hallways, um, if you you know forget that one's there, or if you just kind of like try and make a route around them, they have a straight line of sight to just shoot you from across the map. That happened yeah. to me a couple of times. I like the way they look because they are kind of these chunky amalgamations. It feels mm-hmm. like you know they they just uh you know these big uh, these big antlers. They have kind of a demon machete kind of thing, and Gary orbs. Yeah, I guess they do have orbs. They sound, they're bad orbs, though. These guys, uh, this is the dark side of orbs. Because um, not only do they shoot fireballs, which, like, that hallway thing can't be understated. It feels like this was designed for people who didn't like Shrine of Amana to be like, no, no, seriously, fuck you. 
You know, like, like what if you can't jump out of the way because you're in a hallway? Um, but then their orbs shoot fireballs. Like, they create turrets. Uh, they create options. So you can have fireballs shooting from these orbs and from the demons themselves. Or they're not, God damn it, they're not demons from the Gru themselves. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Yep. Sucks. Yeah. So they're kind of peppered throughout, but like you kind of have this big open area where they are mixed in with these other Gru, um, some of which are going to end up, um, at least they did for me, ambushing you and uh, kind of like pinning you down and like sucking Ember out of you, I guess, and charging up and then immediately doing the very same thing again. The the leaping. Leap yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who I hate because when you're locked onto them, their jump breaks your lock on. Mm hmm. So uh, yep. whenever an enemy uh, has a move that is explicitly designed to break your lock on, that drives me crazy. Yep. I dislike it. Yep. Yeah, and it was weird for me because when I was in Fair and Keep, I had no problem with the jumping guys because um, I don't know what it must have just been luck. But every time they jump, I break lock on and then they'd land facing away from me right in front of me. So I thought that they were just set up to backstab all the time. And then here, all of a sudden that didn't apply anymore. And they were just killing me over and over again. Mm. They were presenting. <laughs> They're just like jumping and turning around and just being like, hey, room for one more. Um, yeah. Table for one, sir. Um, maybe it has to do with the ceilings maybe when they you know when they're outside mm. they could jump yeah. their full jump arc and here they hit the the ceilings mm -hmm. yeah um and that changes uh, where they land but yeah. um yeah it sucks getting hit by these things and they do it they chain do it uh which is a real bummer yeah <sighs> so that's kind of the majority of kind of the new guys that we're going to see. There are a couple of encounters that we're going to find here. There's a hidden room uh, where you find a, a black knight uh, fighting a crew. Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of the most black knights per capita, by which I mean two um, in an area. <laughs> yeah. And and the yeah. uh, these guys, uh, you know, they make sense here, right? Because the black knights of Gwyn fought the demons. Right. You know, so like they, they're an enemy that actually makes sense. It does make the one that we run in, in Fair and Keep not make very much sense. Um, Gru connects those two things. Mm -hmm. But again, like it feels almost like the description of the Gru should have been something else. You know, if yeah. those were demons like encroaching or like the descendants of the demons or the new batch mm -hmm. or whatever is now encroaching on the real world and are overtaking Farron's keep, like it would still be a little weird to have that demon meet abyss thing without answering any questions. Mm -hmm. But it's just that that Black Knight before bothered me more than these do. I kind of like this one because, again, like Sean said, you're running into something, you know, the level fighting itself, which I always love. Um, and two, uh, you know, they're kind of they're more fun to fight than anything that's actually in here. You yeah. know, so yeah, yeah, bummer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so around here, um, kind of as we're headed towards this area called the uh, the king's antechamber, um, our old friends are back. Our poop monsters, the uh, the demon statues, uh, for kind of a one night only appearance in this very There's small confines. Cool. What's that? There's two nights in this area. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, could, I don't sorry. like that one. <laughs> that made me so angry. Oh my god, it really did. Because it's exactly the kind of misunderstanding that we get all the time. <laughs> I just kind of like, no, do I have to fucking explain myself? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, proceed. <laughs> sorry, um, I don't know why. I guess I, I should probably introspect on why that made me so angry. Proud of you. Not your enemy here, Cole. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, these guys are so slow and they're so ineffectual they're just here to be set dressing 
there's there's that one uh, there's one little uh, side chamber with them that is like su- super overkill where there's two of them facing the middle, um, and there's a treasure between them, and then there's a, a slime like a, a lava slime on the ceiling, <laughs> so you can pick up the treasure. The lava slime gets you, and then both statues breathe fire on you. <laughs> it's like when <laughs> Master Shade killed himself to haunt me while Atari game. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Uh, so ticking that box off uh, <laughs> and we're over here kind of in this uh in this uh, little annex this antechamber and this is right around where you can drop down um from above and this is where we start seeing some uh some some more kind of familiar stuff uh down in one kind of like big room there is uh there's an isolith pyr- uh, pyromancy tome Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't tell us anything new about the chaos witches doesn't say anything about what happened to them or their, or their land it just says hey they existed and they did pyromancy um yeah it's just here if, if you still haven't figured it out <laughs> right <laughs> uh what is that demon statue and what is that fungus that is growing on it so i did mm-hmm. some sean do you have an answer for this i i have one like a couple things i read but i don't have an answer I don't. I don't really have one in particular. I did. I did see a few things about it because it. It look. It's always looked to me like um one of those the orb demon things. And I don't know what the fungus is at all, but it's the same stuff that's on Osiris, and um I don't know what the significance of that is, but it's the same sort of growth. So I don't know whatever it is on Osiris. It seems like it might be the same thing on this. I assume petrified demon, but other than that, I'm not really sure. The the Osiris thing was the thing that I found as well. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that stuff, and that's somebody we're gonna meet a long time from now. Not that long. I mean, we don't have that many more areas to cover in this game, but like, we'll meet him in about two months, two and a half months. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, I don't know why though. Um, it feels yeah. like it's significant because it's statuary, and statuary is significant in these games. But mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't. I'm not when I say I don't know why. This isn't like I don't know why there's fucking crabs there. Like I feel like the reason there are cra- there are crabs there is just there need to be enemies this there might be something too that i don't know so mm-hmm. yeah. if anybody yeah. has any ideas uh, please send them in yeah and it, it appears twice there are two of these guys there's one yeah. kind of yeah. back towards the beginning as well um and that fungus really catches your eye um yeah and i don't know if i'm looking at it with bloodborne eyes where fungus actually really is kind of explicitly important <laughs> um, yeah yeah um yeah there's also an estes shard here like one thing you'll yeah i can say for this area and this is a really faint praise but you do get like meaningful treasure from it, especially if you are a pyromancer. Um, yeah. You get actually you get good spells. You get um, a interesting catalyst. Um, or you get a, or a talisman. You get a lot of large shards for just general upgrades, and you get a um, Estus shard. You get a couple of uh, bone marrow ashes. Like you get things from this. Yeah. Well, imagine this. So I, I played the Xbox One version that came out. So I had the game like a couple weeks before the servers were online. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. imagine going through this place and not opening any hidden rooms. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> that that was my original experience because I just didn't think about it, and um, it all looked so samey. I was just trying to figure out how to get to a new spot without getting turned around, and so no no messages on the ground except for developer messages. So I hardly found any of this. So it's it's a little bit better, but my you know you always kind of had that first impression, and so that's always. You know, that's always my first impression of there being even less stuff than there actually is. Mm. Yeah. Which just makes it, yeah, which, because that is kind of a nice part, but I feel like if I was a pyromancer, I'd feel like this was a chore I had to go complete versus being like excited to go down to the demon ruins. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to get excited. 
it was just like some of the spells are kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah, I mean, and that just makes it so you prioritize going here and getting this, uh, getting this out of the way so you can be more effective and kind of more interesting places. Yeah. 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 Um, so this kind of ends up being just a little bit of a dead end. Um, uh, there's another place uh, where if you head kind of back toward the center and take another another path kind of uh, catty corner from the Black Knight path that we took, um, we find this hidden room um, with a Quilana pyromancy tome that is next to what appears to be a petrified fair lady lookalike. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have no reason to believe this isn't the, the fair lady. Um, mm-hmm. You know, given given the kind of relationship between these two two people. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, which is you know, in in uh, in callbacks they're gonna have here. I'm fine with this. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a bummer that Quilana is dead. I and and the fair lady is dead. A lot of people talk about this in the same kind of tone. They talk about the um, the giant blacksmith in uh, Anne Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's sad. Um, it's also kind of weird that she lived this long, um, given how sick she was. And also what we know from uh, from from her book, she took a human pupil, but kind of never accepted another. Um, so assuming that, you know, it was either Angi or you who brought her that stuff. How did she survive with her sickness after all that? Like it, you it, was, know, uh, it was Kirk, right? Like when that refer to Kirk, Kirk's the one who's been it? giving her the uh, maybe not pupil, I guess. But Kirk is the one who is hunting down humanity for the, the mm. fair lady. Yeah. And then uh, kind of the timey wimey, like multiple worlds kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 one of those things where like I feel very hesitant or reluctant to say, "Oh my God, it, it's the fair lady. Look at her, uh, with this poor woman." When in you know it, there there isn't enough certainty there for me to be like, "Yeah, yeah, definitely." I'm just you know, I'm kind of being defensive and afraid that somebody is going to say, "Well, actually, I I'm <laughs> I'm fa- I'm pretty sure it's the fair lady." Mm. Like I mean, I'm not that yeah. that doesn't mean you have to be sure, but like <laughs> there's a. Uh, you know, given, uh, you know, who we find, given the resemblance, given uh, find Quilana, like the last remaining sister, uh, kind of there in her arms, and then giving the, uh, how close it is to the white hair. Uh, what is it called? Is it white hair? Yeah. It's uh, the, witch uh, hair the, talisman. Yeah, the white, white has hair the, talisman, yeah. Yeah. That has the, there's only one of the, the sisters that had white hair mm-hmm. um, that matches it. Like, I'm pretty sure this is, uh, this is her. The, the actual timeline stuff, like, like, it's just, it's such a non-starter to care about that. Because the game doesn't, you know, it's like the same, the same thing, like the, you know, the giant blacksmith hasn't rotted away. Like yeah. she didn't live that long. Like she lived like for a little while and then just didn't rot, yeah. you know, um, cause that's definitely the giant blacksmith, mm-hmm. you know, but he would, he yeah. would be long gone as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I don't know. It's just one, it's just one of those things where I'm guarding my heart, Gary, I'm guarding my heart. <laughs> but it, like, would, would it be just like a different, like, who would it be? I have no what idea. Would be the, like that's uh... another person who who uh, who practiced some kind of uh, pyromancy and uh, got uh, sucked in by the chaos as well, transformed in a similar way. Maybe, like it's yeah. just it's just weird. Like what they choose to conserve and what they choose not to. Like it's it just it doesn't feel like they are extremely consistent in calling those shots. Yeah, that's yeah, Dark Souls three dot text man. Like that's that's <laughs> I don't I don't think they're consistent about it either. But I I think that's that is what it is. I would be yeah. very surprised to learn that a set piece that's this intentional turns out to be something new when it has such great resemblance to something we know like that. Yeah. And just in an Occam's razor sense, like I feel like that's really unlikely. Siegvard. Yeah. <laughs> Yorm. Oh, Yorm isn't like anything we know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but the, uh, uh, 
Secret Secret is, but that's very much like I mean we we're explicitly had Sean on this episode, so I don't have to fight with him about Secret. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like right. let's, let's not say the S word for now. Sorry. We can we can have this discussion when we get to him. Uh, yeah. Um, so Yeah. I so I, I don't mean to, to to tie us up on this here. Like, you know, I I wanna believe. I do. It's yeah. just uh, it's just one of those things where I'm where I'm pulling my punch me to just a little bit for my I, for my own personal you know if, if it brings peace between our houses i will say that like i would prefer a world where you're right <laughs> you know like i would rather have this be something new and kind of interesting rather than just like a crass manipulation of my feelings for a character that i care about in dark souls one yeah but I, that's what i think it is yeah so yeah, yeah. So you get that and this really... are you Sean, are you is this Quilana in your book? Where where do you fall oh, yeah. on this? Well S- settle as, a bit. As, Yeah, well I, I think I think it pretty much is just because of the Dark Souls three. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I think like you said, is I, I was one of those people who I, I think the giant blacksmith is a good comparison because, you know, obviously that was affecting in the way that any merchant who was valuable, like, like you guys said in the episode, I had a similar sort of like, Oh, that sucks. You know, that they're, that they're gone and they have that little set piece. So I kind of like it. So I accept it as Kulana because otherwise it has less meaning to me because I can't find any other meaning to put into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, Cause you're mechanically, mechanically depend dependent on the the giant so mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah um so this is uh we can give this to carla uh who we'll meet later um and this gives you um fire whip firestorm and rapport mm-hmm. um which are uh useful spells again um and then nearby there is a gigantic pool of fire uh magma which Kind of does, you know, again, there's no uh, there's no ring on like Demon Souls and Dark Souls 1. This does the Dark Souls 2 thing where you just had to load up on fire resistance and make kind of sprints mm-hmm. to get to these items. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Toxic uh, Misses out here, um, mm-hmm. which has a weird detail about Aingi, um not finding any currency within the Great Swamp. Again, the mystery of what the Great Swamp is and where where it ever was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I always saw Aingi as a, as, as a guy who was kind of, you know, mostly a blight town guy but yeah yeah well because he because he's you know the single evilest person in dark souls one like maybe <laughs> not but he, he's the you know he poisoned the swamp yeah um manipulated the the fair lady and stuff so this is kind of paints him as a career shithead hmm. like he left the great swamp and ended up in blight town and then blight town he's up to his old tricks yeah you know hmm. yeah. and then this is where you find that white hair talisman this is a, this is a cool talisman that lets you do uh, miracles and pyromancies there is uh there's an illusory wall inside this room full of rats um that you can add to this is a, a the wall is behind a chest which is uh you know feel like that that's something we've seen before um <laughs> and then we head down to where there is the, like the basilisk zone um <laughs> which are which are everywhere yeah. yeah um i like how as we descend further um the root kind of intrusion in the walls and kind of root damage uh gets a little bit more severe and like especially when we get down to where these basilisks are um we have their old uh like hatching husks like their you know wasp paper stuck to the walls as well mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a nice yeah. little oh this this area is falling apart and fucking disgusting yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and we get the isolith staff here which uh which is really good for dark sorceries for a reason i don't understand <laughs> well the witches before they became pyromancers used dark magic um i don't understand that but okay is, is that what it says in the description yes oh, okay that's new 
Yep. Um, because yeah, dark dark magic again came from a place. Like that's <laughs> it's not arbitrary. Like we have an association, a pre existing association that has association that has nothing to do with Isla right. uh, there. Yep. Um, um, and down here is a, a really uh, what I found to be a tough fight. So Night Slayer Sorig is down here. This is his, you know, human ass form, as opposed to the invasion that we got up in the catacombs. Um, and he comes at you with a uh, with a Fume Knight Greatsword and his uh, his Black Iron Great Shield. Um, and yeah, he, I don't I don't think you're alone in this. I think this is widely considered to be really tough. Yeah. 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 He he kicked my ass quite a few times, and it doesn't <laughs> help that. Once you die, you want to go back and get the souls. If you're if you're not careful, you'll probably bring a few basilisks into the fight, which doesn't really weigh the odds in your favor. No. Yeah, I re I brought a bunch of basilisks up there because I wanted them to paralyze him or like yeah. petrify him. I thought that'd be cool. Uh, it doesn't work, but he will fight the uh, the black knight. Um, mm. So that is a legit strat. He will wreck shop on the black knight, but the black knight can distract him long enough for you to get a couple backstabs or to uh, kick him off the bridge. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I just every time I tried to fight him, um, either shielded or not, um, he would uh, break my break my stamina and then just critical attack me to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that few night sword is really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Great. Yep. Um, and yep. then we mentioned that black knight uh, who's got his uh, the great sword doing that uppercut attack. Man, I love that attack. Mm -hmm. yeah. The golf swing. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so let's go beat the final boss of this stage, which is that crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you go up this kind of a series of switchbacks uh, to get up there, um, which uh, you can find uh, the Dragon Rider bow, uh, which, you know, the Dragon Rider bow, which belonged to the knights that served. Uh, does it say Old King or does it say King of Want there? Nope, it says Old King. King. Oh. oh, really? Interesting. I, and, and the and the full one. Uh, yeah, I, I took it down from the actual game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm just curious about that because it, it's weird if they because there are a couple old kings hanging yep. around here. I <laughs> know um, uh, it says old king of want. Oh, uh, according at least according to the wiki, okay. uh, longbow of the dragon riders who served the old king of want. Okay. Oh. Um, then it says the dragon riders were the old king's royal guard, but mm. in the first line it says old king of want. So okay. this is another Dark Souls two, uh, item placement here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's kind of like you want Dark Souls two. Here's Dark Souls two. We'll give you this one area and. Forget three it's not connected to anything it's just kind of like uh it just got tracked in on something's foot yeah mm -hmm. but it, it's weird too because Sorig with his his references are making references well to a few things but he's supposed to have gotten like rings you know from you know frozen rings which is like an Elian lois reference which I start to go down that road because it has a chaos connection, and then I just immediately stop because the idea of them wanting to reference Elium Lois in this area, but then mm -hmm. not actually following through in any way is just it's it's frustrating and it's it's like, well, if you knew this was a connection, then why didn't you do anything with it? Yeah, why didn't you follow yeah. through? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um this this entire run up is really tough, I think. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you fight some bone wheels here, some regular skulls, and then it ends with this encounter with two grave wardens, uh, like these uh, these acrobatic, you know, tough grave wardens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, man, you really never fight two of them at once up in the catacombs. Yeah. They're always with, you know, they're generally with something else, but uh, they, they kind of walk in this weird kind of staggered form where, like, you have a brief moment where you can maybe, like, drag one back down to where you uh, fought the bone wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you get up to the, the gigantic Avalon slash Latria, 
device. <laughs> um, you can turn it off. It's surrounded by uh, dead giants. Yeah. Um, when we had Richard on, he said that this uh, it pointed towards Irithyll, uh from here. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't know what that is. Like he was talking about the giants um, having a uh, kind of war or rebellion. Um, this would tie that to this area. Mm-hmm. To but I don't know. There's no other giants other than these dead ones that were were here and the crossbow, you know, facing down at the uh, the ground there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. It's it's confusing, and it. I kind of. I was thinking about this before we started, and I was trying to figure out. So, I kind of think that maybe originally the. Um, I don't. It doesn't really help with the lore overall, but I feel like the ballista was supposed to be maybe run by a giant, mm-hmm. because. But then they still wanted the connection for some reason. But then they just put in that little automatic thing because just having it be automatic feels like they probably ran out of time. Because, I mean, having that run automatic is the same sort of mistake as Incense Fortress having the ball having the boulder reset. Whereas mm-hmm. other times in Dark Souls, they'll literally have like in the same place in Incense Fortress, you'll have the people open gates. So it's so I felt like they were putting the giant there because they wanted giants to run it. Mm-hmm. And in that case, maybe they just wanted a giant ass bat, um, you know, a giant ass war machine and they just needed big people to shoot it because I can't figure out. So there is the break in the stone wall to the left as you're going up towards it. And you mm-hmm. can kind of see Irithyll, but why it would be facing down besides maybe like the best thing I could come up with is that, Carthus was trying to shoot at the sandworm and they used giants because maybe they enslaved them like everybody else likes to do. But otherwise I just, I couldn't draw a conclusion there. Yeah. 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 I mean, the fact that it's pointed at the demon ruins in, in, implies that somebody, you know, was using the, was using the giants and saw the, uh, the demons as a threat. Yeah. You know? Right. Or it was repurposed depending on the timeline. Like it was pointed at Irithyll some the Carthus guys came, killed the giants, then repurposed it, mm-hmm. you know, turned it. I'm not exactly sure how they would. It doesn't actually pivot. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I and also, crossbow. Like, it, <laughs> we, we, we don't know how, how uh, recently the giants died. Maybe they saw us coming up and then they, uh, bit down on the cyanide capsule in their tooth. Sure. <laughs> so their secrets would remain safe. Like yes. all giants do <laughs> yep. the series, you know, deny, will deny you any giant knowledge. You're going to try to figure out giants. Fuck yourself. Uh, they'd rather die than give up their secrets. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I hate getting up here and I hate that. Uh, lack of reward that comes with it. Um, I first learned when I first got up there, my thought was uh, maybe this would be fun for PVP. Um, but then Jeremy uh, tested it and it, you can't turn it on. So mm. if a host turns it off, you cannot go up there and turn it on and get like, you know, your surprise 40% damage <laughs> on them. Even yeah. it's just like there to be turned off. So you can fight crabs in peace, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, who gives a rip? Like I, I, just, I, can't, I cannot get excited about that. Yeah. Uh, it really, really bums me out. Yeah. I mean, so what it feels like, you know, just so much of the time we're trying to find some kind of justification for, you know, things that were put in for gameplay purposes. This, this is a very serious example of like, Hey, we had this idea for a concept of a level where there were arrows raining down on you and like, that's just what this level is. And here's the barest pretense for it. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Sometimes Um, a crossbow is just a crossbow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you, you drop down uh, some ledges to get back down to the front. Um, by this point, you've probably already fought the boss, but we're still going to go deal with them. Um, there's also something that we would have done um, already mm -hmm. uh, based on our actual play chronology, but we didn't want to cover the entire area. And that's wrap up uh, Horus here. Yes, Horus, uh, Henri's um, mute assistant who uh, got separated from him in the catacombs and fell down here. And in fact, you know, you can kind of go back into this small little area and uh, look up and actually see the, uh, um, you know, the catacombs. Like if you look down from up there, this is what you're seeing. These items strewn about and uh, Horus has kind of come down here and either gone hollow or gone mad. Yeah. Yeah. And, and probably, you know, probably hollow. I was, when he first disappeared, I felt like it was uh, kind of arbitrary, but, Somebody wrote in or somebody hit us up on the Facebook page and said um, he probably happened. Like he was already kind of on the edge because he's just a grunt monster mm -hmm. and uh, probably happened when he got separated from Henri and couldn't get back. Right. Um, so he got lost down here and that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a fun fight. Oh, yeah. Um, with mm -hmm. him. Like I, I, I like uh, I like this fight with Horus um, and there's some cool things that can happen here. So as we mentioned before with Henri. Uh, you don't want to tell her, hey, horse is down there waiting for you because it's more or less a trap. You want to either say you haven't run into him um, or you can say he's dead. If you finish her quest line successfully, go and help her fight Aldrich. Um, this is where she ends up. She comes here. She builds a little shrine for him, uh, which is pretty cute. But then she goes hollow and you mercy kill her because Dark Souls 3 loves mercy killings. Um, and that is the ending for most NPCs mm -hmm. yeah. uh, in the game. As we also stated before, um, if she doesn't end up coming down here and hollowing, you end up fighting her where you got the uh, crush shield. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he so he gives you the uh, Llewellyn shield uh, here when you uh, actually take him out mm -hmm. as well. But there's not, you know, too much to this part of it. It's just in service of Henri. You know, it's hard for me to call like Horace a good NPC. Like he's an accessory, you know, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to Henri. <laughs> Thank Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it's a good fight. It's fun. Um, I also like the, the Llewellyn, uh, Llewellyn shield. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. uh, have the uh, carry capacity to use it, it is very effective. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so now let's you know, stop beating around the bush <laughs> and, uh, and head towards the boss. Um, one of the weirdest uh, secret things that can happen in this game is that um, you can summon, if you summon Great Swamp uh, Cuculus here. <laughs> That's not a um, name. <laughs> Cuculus, yeah. Uh, the Great Swamp Calculus yep. um, here. <laughs> Uh, if you summon him, then he is implied to be uh, oh, it's a, it's a, a her. her, yes, yes. Uh, is the apprentice of Korinx. Um, so Korinx, so you, what little character, characterization he has, he talks about like what is a teacher without a student. Like he's very much into having this this kind of uh, relationship, um, you know, a teacher and uh, and student relationship. Um, so when he uh, this is his former student. So what happened there? I don't really know. Um, but, uh, you can find her gear, um, including the spotted whip, which is like a good poison whip where you found corn, cornix. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty obscure. Yeah. Like I saw that from my sure. video. I didn't have it happen for me naturally. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, Cause why would you go back there? Yeah. Why would I go back there? Why would I summon a pyromancer to fight a fire demon? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but you go through this fog door, um, and the, uh, the boss doesn't attack you right away. He's kind of laying in a heap. Um, in the center of this uh, of this gigantic arena, kind of surrounded by more of these, uh, you know, petrified demon kind of things, including the uh, the centipede demon, which is fun. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, when he when he stands up, he kind of lights on fire. The life comes back into him, and we are fighting the old demon king. 
I guess there's a demon king. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I, I thought they were more of a, a constitutional democracy. I, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of an oligarchy. Um, okay. From each according to his flame. Yeah. To each according yeah. to his cinders. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, yeah. So this is this fight. Um, there's not a lot to it. I don't think this is a bad fight. No. Uh, but I also don't love it. Um, I think it is okay. He reminds me a little bit of um, Aldrich in that a lot of his kind of primary motivations involve keeping you away from him. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of area effects, a lot of big sweeping attacks that can go, you know, 270 degree arcs uh, to stop you from getting up next to his legs and attacking him where he's weak. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like his one attack where he will uh, kind of raise the uh, the club up and then jam it into the ground. And it kind of sends out that asterisk of flame. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. uh, that, that, that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, and he can send out a ring that uh, heads out and then doubles back, mm-hmm. which I like as yeah. lo- a lot. You get to roll through it twice. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so very, very good. Yeah, it's a it's it's a nice callback fight. Yeah, I love the way that he looks. He has that uh, that big old bushy beard. He's got those antlers kind of growing out of yeah. him. Like he's very imposing. Uh, yeah. what, like what sticks out to you, Sean? Um, yeah, it was uh, so when I first first fought him. I actually, I was a, I was a dex build. I actually used my bow to kill. He's because he's relatively weak to it, and um, so I got to see the whole, the whole fight and its main thing. And I'm, I'm also a, a pro Aldrich uh, fight where mm-hmm. I, and I, I, it's the same thing. I just something about those patterns where I just really like that sort of. It's gamey, but it's gamey in a way I like, like rolling back and forth through the fire. And I was I was using my bow and sort of zooming in, so I had a lot of fun with the fight. Just it wasn't hard at all, but it was a lot of fun because the patterns were like tricky enough to keep me on edge, but un- like it was easy enough to follow them that I never felt like I was being overwhelmed with the fight. Mm-hmm. And and then I also because the bow was a little slow and I'm, I'm honestly not sure why I just went with the bow the whole time, but um, probably because he's keeping you away from him. But so I saw that 10% trigger that a lot of people don't see, which was which gave me a lot of goodwill for the area that you know <laughs> faded in time. But just the fact that how he is sort of like goes out is just a it's just a cool moment that I think wraps up the uh the demons fading and you know turning to stone much better than the actual area does is just how he sort of pants there is i really like it in in the game when they choose to uh have a have this moment where you sort of act as the executioner versus like this dual fight yeah it's so rare too yeah i mean because you know you get him down you know to that to that low uh to, to to low health and uh kind of like for a while there as you do more damage to him he kind of heats up and glows you know kind of more fiercely but you know it never really happens that you know a fight ends with a whimper right they're almost yep. always you know progressing through different stages um getting kind of more and more difficult more and more kind of capable as they are trying to you know stop you from killing them they're like in a real like you know fight side of fight or flight here it's pathetic in... It's it's Sif. Yep. Yeah, it's he's 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 the demon equivalent of Sif. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for for that, and and we've seen a little bit of that when we fought the demon on the bridge. I can knock out his legs. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, any kind of it's a mercy killing as well. 
Um, I'm 100% with you, Sean. Like, I think this wraps up what they are trying to do. Like, this and that description of that demon are all they really needed. <laughs> you know, even like the, and, and maybe four dead cameras, yeah. you know, as opposed to 400. Like, it just, yeah. it ends up feeling ostentatious and kind of shitty where, like, if you're trying to make me sad, you can't, like, those things, you know, <laughs> restraint is more important. Yeah. Um, Again, like yeah. I said at the beginning of the show, but now that we've gone through it, like imagine this area with no enemies. You go through <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. you go through this this culture. You find their statues, you find their corpses, then you find this one king who's like barely, you know, kind of struggling to breathe, sitting down, reclining in the middle of this room. He's the last of his kind. He stands <laughs> up, puts up like a kind of noble fight, and then you put him out of his misery. Yeah, and yeah. that's the note yeah. you end on. That would be incredible. And that would support uh, uh, kind of kind of a read on the ending and kind of the cosmology and where we're at in the cycles too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? As opposed to one of the things that frustrates me about where we're supposed to be in the cosmology that like everything is close to dying. This is supposed to be a darker shade of gray than we've ever seen is that everyone is hyper competent. (laughs) Um, We don't have any fights where it's like, oh, this is kind of easy. But the point of it is that it's, you know, that's the point of it. Mm -hmm. You know, there are no no Astrayas, no uh, real King Alance, no Gwyns. Like there's nothing that is, uh, you know, there are fights that are easier than others, but none of them are easy because the person is past the height of their powers. Yeah. Everyone is at the height of their powers in this game. The the, the, um, the world is on its last legs, but nobody who lives in it is. Nobody knows that. Yeah, nobody knows it. Like, everyone is just acting like they're, like, this. they feel, like, stronger than the most mighty beings in, in Dark Souls 1, mm-hmm. you know, on average. And I understand that's a gameplay thing. Like, you have to just keep ramp- ramping up challenge with different sequels. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I love about other entries in the series is how it would use that kind of... Uh, sadness or or patheticness uh and anti-climax to have an emotional impact right. you know mm-hmm. like um you fight something like um you know going back to the bloodborne season um how much sugar we talked about the mikolash fight which is largely considered to be pretty easy fight. you know some people have a real hard time with it but most people consider it to be pretty easy and that feeling of like breaking his heart you know as you kill him like yeah. that's so <laughs> resonant uh, you know, and I just don't have that fighting these ultra gods in uh, in this game. Yeah. You know, and it just it just kind of sucks. Like even uh, the twin princes, which we'll get to, which are kind of pathetic figures, still put up an incredible fight. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. none of that sense of anti-climax. Yeah. P- p- pathetic, not in the like, I spit on you, but like exhibiting pathos. And, yes. you know, like uh, the, the kind of sympathy and emotion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then that all is like capped off with the end boss, which I like. really really drives me crazy like as far as what how little it does to make me feel the same things i felt at the end of every other game right you know yeah um yeah and this this is this is you know this could have been worse as far as that goes too this could Mm -hmm. be like demon you know or uh nameless king hard and that would have been like such a huge dissonance uh instead the area is nameless king hard (laughs) you know the area i think is one of the harder areas in the game uh just those hallways with the snipers um And it, it just doesn't support the theme. Yeah. You know? You know. And it's a, a great detail about this guy. You know, when you pick up his soul, which you can turn into um, kind of the Forbidden Sun replacement, um, and uh, you can get his hammer. Like it says, like, this is the last witness of the uh, the chaos of Isolith. That's such a good word. Yes. Or like the final <laughs> witness of it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like when the last, like, World War II vet dies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very good. Sean, do you have any kind of wrap up stuff on the on the boss? Um or uh, I guess even just the area um of this. Sorry if I, I talked over you there. I didn't mean to. Oh no. Um 
the yeah overall like uh as you've alluded to i i do like a lot of stuff that dark souls 3 does more maybe more than you guys have and uh you gary and i have discussed that in areas (laughs) but this area is really it it it's unfortunate how much it just doesn't work and um earlier we talked about how you know it's sort of wrapping up this chaos storyline but at the same time with the Gru being here it just it 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 it's weird it's like they've decided to wrap up a storyline that i don't think needed wrapped up in this way but at the same time i think they've created unnecessary confusion with the current world so it's like at the cost of and you know as someone who likes the dark souls one connections on the whole it seems like at this point they've hurt the game on a whole area level by trying to wrap up something. They've made the current world less logical and more confusing because, and, and I mean, that's the main thing for researching for this is just having these like weird inconsistencies topped off with the Gru. It just feels, I hate to throw the word out, but like, not like lazy. It, it feels like, they ran out of time to do something cool and they decided to do it anyways. And they decided to do it based off of an area from dark souls. One that was criticized because they ran out of time. It's like a cycle in the worst way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's something that Cole, like a expression that Cole says, uh, said that I learned from him that I like a lot, which is like buying something cheap by paying something expensive or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't, they didn't get what they paid for when they decided to wrap this up. Um, and as far as like areas, you know, incomplete areas in the main game, um, as far as like things I need, I feel like we need to know more about, right? Like we need to know more about the profane flame. We need to know more about the Lothric Royal family. The abyss watchers weren't that bad. Like the abyss watchers, yeah. like I kind of got it. And this yeah. literally just sets it back 20%, <laughs> you know, for making yeah. sense. Like I was, I was ready to let the abyss watchers live and let live. And now it's like, I really have to examine my, their relationship with the Gru, you know, and mm-hmm. it's. That's not somewhere I wanted to be. I thought I'd close that case, you yeah. know, and, and or at least close it to my satisfaction. Like I was like fine with it. And now it's muddied up. Yeah. Um, Smoldering yeah. lake, muddy waters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, yeah, is, that, is, that the, is that the aloha form of muddy waters? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, oh. I'm just, I'm just sad. I, I really, really wanted to like this, as I said. You know, just uh, how long I held out hope, how long that fire kind of still burned, um, uh, specifically this the, the, this area and everything. I think it got a, like a, a little bit of a goose when you get when you, you know got to the old demon king. I, I, you know, it's an okay fight, but like the trappings of it are pretty good. I think. I don't mm. know. I just I, we didn't really. I, I mean, I guess in the fight, one thing I just want to mention. Uh-huh. Um, I really like his summoning boulders from the sky thing. Mm-hmm. As far as enemies that have ever done that, like Rom and the living failures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like this one the best because there's a clear response to it. Yes. Like it, it's a really nice um, risk reward where you can go in and get a couple attacks in. Um, he doesn't like do an automatic area effect or anything like that when you attack him, but then you know where to go, which is on the other side of that corpse pile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's something kind of like awesome about using literally the piles of his dead to protect yourself from his magic. <laughs> yep. You know, like you're using the ruins of his kingdom to, to kill him. I'll yep. kill him, which I like. Hmm. No. Yeah, uh, but to, to 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 finish my thought there. Um, oh, sorry. Cool. No, don't worry. I just um, it makes me sad that the idea of the chaos flame and you know, Isolith and the demon ruins and the witches and stuff never really got its day in court. 
you know like yeah. it never it just uh it it never nothing ever really did it justice in the way that uh i think that you know that idea in this presentation kind of has the potential to be really powerful you know mm-hmm. in a game mm-hmm. that is about flame it is super weird to have the the things most associated with flame kind of just consistently not hit with the full impact that it feels like they could. I'm with Gary and that like Demon Ruins of Lost Isolith. It's you know it's kind of not great, but you know at the very least it's distinctive. Um, mm-hmm. And here it just uh, it just feels and you know it feels like trying to light a you know a wet match or something like that. Yeah, it's smoldering. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, real bummer. Um, but, you know, it, it's okay. Brighter pastures are ahead. Because yes. um, next episode, we are going to be talking about the Aerithal Dungeons, an area that I like quite a bit, actually. Yes. Yeah, um, and it's it's another area that's kind of corridors, but much, much better corridors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a better way to do corridors, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it is also a real callback to something, but it's a callback to something that's referenced far less mm-hmm. than other yeah. things in the game. So I, I kind of dig it. Um Sean, thank you again for joining us uh, for this. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me uh, either at the Lore Hunter on Twitter, or if you're interested in uh, seeing what Dark Souls Three lore I have collected, uh, you can check out Dark Souls Three Lore.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Nice, recommended. So we, as uh, per usual, we let Sean go before we do our admin, but, um, you know, go check out his stuff. Yeah, it is. He's, uh, he's a great dude. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a great, uh, and this is a weird word, but it's a great curator um, of, uh, of the stuff that kind of bubbles up to the top. Yeah. His original stuff is really good. Like the, um, as well, like we referenced mm-hmm. it obliquely in the thing, our disagreement about Sigurd, but he is, even though I don't agree with him, he has written what I think is like probably the best like defense of, of that character and callbacks in general. Yeah. So it's, it's really nice. Like I wish that everyone who I disagreed with was as articulate as, <laughs> as Sean is, yeah. you know, and some, some other people who I've also, I've read stuff online. Like I like it when someone presents something I disagree with and does it really, really well. Right. You know, cause I want, mm-hmm. I want to understand them even if I don't agree with them. For sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so next time Gary, are we still doing the PVP special? Indeed we are. Um, we had to get that schedule scheduled and everything, but I did verify. Um, we're going to be joined. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, the first of our specials. We have three of them planned for this season, um, sprinkling them in. And the first one is about Dark Souls 3 PvP, and we are going to be joined by Peeve Peverson. Yeah, we've um, been uh, trying to get Peeve on for a while, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's like a super nice guy. Um, I like his stuff a lot. If something happens and we have to punt that down the road or something like that, please understand. But as of last time I talked to him, that's on. The only reason why I say that is because he's a really busy dude. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, and it's going to be a real uh, teaching, you know, like all of our PvP specials since the first one. Um, I'm going to try to get in a little bit of time, but it's going to be a lot of just like uh, an expert <laughs> in that uh, talking to us about what's changed, what the scene is like, what's mm-hmm. the meta, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a little bit less involved than our PVP episodes for Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had really bad luck with Dark Souls 3 PVP. As have I. Um, and I don't, I don't like it that much. <laughs> um, not to, you know, I'll still, I'll do my duty, but it's not, uh, it's not my favorite thing, yeah. but I am interested in learning about it because it feels like it is kind of alive again after Bloodborne PVP was a little bit dead. Yeah. A non-starter. So if you have, uh, we're going to do an appendix episode for that. If you have PVP stories, this is the time to hear them. 
mm-hmm. hit us up with PvP stories. We want to hear them. Yeah, and uh, there's the usual uh, kind of caveats for that, which are we are looking for messages that are um, concise, novel, and um, uh, the clearer that you can write them, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, read them, uh, read them out loud before you send them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good advice for all writing. Yeah. The um, and then after that, we'll be getting back to, like I said, uh, to Irithil Dungeons. When I said next time before, I meant the next regular episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll be getting to that, and uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, Irithil Dungeon and the Profaned Capital. So if you that's, have any thoughts about that as well, will happen. What's that? Yeah. That's when Seagate will happen. Um, so the uh, the Seag yeah. engine, yeah, 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 the sea, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if you uh, if you like this show and you want to uh, support it, uh, there are a bunch of different ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. First of all, thank you for doing so. Yeah. Um, second of all, um, you know the biggest one is patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. That is uh, how we keep the lights on and how we do so many shows without uh, you know literally burning to a crisp. That's how we <laughs> stop from going hollow. Yes. Um, you know, you throw a couple of dollars in the jar every month, and that keeps us uh, keeps going. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you are a fan of uh, frequent bonfire side chat contributor Jeremy Greer. Uh, you'll be delighted to know that we are extremely close and perhaps maybe even crossed it. We're, we're close to a uh, a goal where Jeremy and Gary do a show about the X-Men animated series. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole, uh, it's not the first season, I guess, of the podcast. Uh, I, mean, I guess it is, but the episodes, the four episodes covering the first season of the cartoon um, are recorded and they're all very fun. And uh, we really want to get to it and do the rest. And we'll probably do some other uh, X-Men adaptation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is really fun to do. So, it uh after we get done with the cartoon we'll probably do the movies things like that because we're both huge x fans yeah and uh, i'm really excited to have jeremy on a, on a regular show with the network he's been mm-hmm. kind of you know sa- like a satellite uh mm-hmm. you know per- host on the network for a long time yeah and it's hard for me to think of somebody who i'd rather have uh <laughs> join us kind of on a more permanent basis for sure yeah yeah so check that out that is uh patreon.com slash tv um, we have a new thing that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but I'm uh, going to mention it again here. If you're interested in getting uh, um, apparel or other items themed after our shows on the network, either um, the shows themselves or certain in-jokes from across those, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash shirts and uh, check out the new store that we set up. Uh, this is not like a limited time campaign or anything. These are print on demand. They're really good quality. And uh, check those out. There are like 25 designs up, and uh, that's going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, and the other thing you can do, ratings and reviews on iTunes, um, the last few ones we've received have been very kind. We really do thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those help us. They help more people know about the show, as does talking about us on blogs, uh, Twitter, and things like that. When you do that, we see it um, mm-hmm. because uh, we, you know, we look uh, because we <laughs> want to see if anybody is, uh, want to make sure, you know, it, it's nice to see. And then also if somebody's actually asking us a question, sometimes they'll add us at a Twitter account that like is only there to sit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we look for that kind of stuff. Um, so we see it when you do that. We really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also join us on uh, Facebook dot uh, com forward slash bonfireside chat. Join the discussion there. That is a good place for links and, and everything. Yeah. Um, good times. I yeah. Can't think of anything else. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's about it. Um, yeah. We will see you guys uh, for PVP mm-hmm. next time. I'm excited. And uh, until next time, uh, what should they do? Cole? Um, well, they should watch out for a character named BSC. Um, invading them i've been a very helpful person uh blue knighting around and uh rescuing people but uh i'm coming for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh i am going to like i'm definitely not going to start a brand new character 
but I will probably end up using uh, whatever my guy is named now, which might just be also BSC <laughs> or like Bonfire Boy or something like that. Yep. Or it might be I might be actually playing through with Gary and Cole. Gary and Cole was that's my traditional name for my playthrough for the show. Okay. So Gary and Cole might uh, that character might invade you, but uh, you you will totally trounce the floor uh, with, a, with, with either of us. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I mean, not least of which because my entire build is a lie. So uh, yeah, I'm looking look forward to just destroying me. Umbasa. <laughs> Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon 